0: Hello and welcome back to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian geek worldview. And if it's not back, well, I had two more episodes previously about James Bond here, which I'm going to be continuing to talk about in this episode. It's a, There's been a period of time in between these episodes that I, I meant to keep the episodes a little bit closer to each other, uh, so sorry about that. But this, if this is your first episode in this series, uh, those two episodes go before this one, unless you just wanted to skip straight to uh, Timothy Dalton here, which is the Bond that we're starting with here. So we're going to work through all of Timothy Dalton and also Pierce Brosnan's Bonds. So starting off with the first one here immediately, The Living Daylights. The name that means excitement is back. Bond. James Bond. That girl must be very talented. Shoot up! Believe me, my interest in her is purely professional. What is this? I've had a few optional extras installed. Wherever he goes, adventure follows. The Living Daylights. James Bond is sent to investigate a KGB policy to kill all enemy spies and uncovers an arms deal that potentially has major global ramifications. Timothy Dalton is James Bond here, starting his short stint as James Bond. And immediately, man, this guy, he has a different take on James Bond. The most different take, probably, than any other of the James Bond he is so much more serious and kind of less suave in some ways because of it. Uh, I mean, this again, this is easily the most different of the Bonds yet. And he, to a certain extent, he almost feels a little bit more like a modern day action hero than the previous Bonds. I don't know, I guess maybe it's just a little bit more of an ordinary person. Bond being a little bit more of an ordinary person action star he's still an action star i guess he's still not an ordinary person but maybe a a step closer to the jason Bourne and a step away from bond which is an interesting take but i think if you're gonna do bond different you you still you have to have that suaveness which uh which this bond loses a little bit uh okay we got a new money penny in here as well i always like money penny in these movies she's always very fun to see but this is a new actress playing Moneypenny, and her her character seems to have reset with the new actress because she's once again, like, fawning over James Bond and stuff, which, uh, you know, at least to, to some extent, she was kind of moving past that, you know, in the previous movies. Uh, so it's uh, to see her kind of reset and go back to just the same character that she was several movies ago it, is a bit disappointing. It, it also makes me wonder... Is this supposed to be a reboot also, or is it not? Because it's—I mean—it's got the same old cue, so it's—it's it's not. I don't think it's supposed to be a a reboot because it's like some of the same characters and stuff cross over, but at the same time, there's certain things that kind of reboot again. With all these Bond movies, there's always kind of a. a It's always kind of muddled as to what is rebooted, what is continuing, is it all one big continuation? It's all kind of muddled, all kind of a a little bit confusing, uh, and it's just, yeah, it's a little bit weird. Q back, I I always enjoy Q in these movies as well. They play up the relationship with the Bond girl in this one uh, quite a bit more than usual, in in like, I guess, in a more romantic kind of way, than usual, which is interesting, again, a, a kind of a different take a little bit for a Bond, because it's, I don't know, it's kind of weird to me, because it's, they're, they're playing it slightly more romantic than usual, that said, I didn't feel that, you know, it's like, I, I didn't, they didn't really seem to give us much more of a reason for it to be more romantic than the other bonds where it's it's not very romantic really it's it's more just the lust kind of thing you know so so i don't know that's it's kind of weird the bond girl herself uh played by my Ram? My Ram Adobo. Ooh, I should not have even tried to say that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, she's she's actually pretty decent this time. They, they definitely give her more to do than uh, most of the, the Bond girls. She's kind of actively helping in the plot and even rescuing Bond at a point, which is, you know, different for these movies. So, hey, you know, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, the action, the action is less... Spectacle, kind of. This time around, you know, the the last uh, couple movies were upping the spectacle nature of the Bond movies. Uh, this one takes that back a step. It's less uh, of the big spectacle, and it's it's kind of more back to the basics, I guess, with the reset of his character in some ways too, of being the more serious, down to earth. A little bit kind of character. Uh, they go down to that kind of action style with uh, with combat and firefights, fistfights, and, and gunfights and things. That's uh, uh, not quite as grand, I suppose, as some of the other things so far. Uh, with one big exception in here. Uh, <laughs> at one point, Bond pulls a Nathan Drake and hangs out of a airplane on packages that are flapping around outside of an airplane. What? <laughs> really weird. Like, it was, it's, if you ever played Uncharted 3, I think it is, that, the, that has the airplane sequence, uh, very fun sequence in that video game, but it is like verbatim what happens in this movie very interesting like d- so much so that it's like they have ha- they had to see this movie like they they totally saw this movie and that's what that scene in the game is somewhat based on right because it is totally so similar to what they do in this movie, it's it's very interesting. There is also another uh, skiing sequence. <laughs> you always have to have a skiing action sequence in these movies. Apparently, every Bond has to. So uh, check mark there for this Bond to have a skiing action sequence. Except for this one, uh, the bad guys are the ones skiing, and Bond has a, a cello. So. so that's a that's a thing uh the action is good though the action is good throughout I mean I think this is uh this is one of the movies where the action just it keeps going you know every time you think the action is about to subside some new thing happens or something else comes in and and keeps it going kind of thing uh but it, it works and it's it's good action it's fun the story is okay it's, I think it starts off more interesting than it ends up, uh, it's just the, as the the stakes of the movie just get bigger and bigger, I, I just started caring less and less, which I know is like the opposite is supposed to happen, but I suppose the, the more character focus on Bond gets less as they're just kind of trying to make this big spectacle thing that all the, the Bonds are, the kind of big big, you know, big implications to this story and stuff that they always try to do with the Bond movies, which is good, but it doesn't always need, in my opinion. I, I think you can make a good Bond movie without that. And, I mean, yeah, just, just, as as the stakes got bigger, my interest got smaller. You know? So, uh, it, it, yeah, an okay story. Overall, this is a fine movie, you know? There's some decent fun in here. Uh, the new Bond is interesting, though very different, uh, a a decent, okay Bond movie. I want you to know this is nothing personal. It's purely business. Killing me won't stop anything, Sanchez! See you in hell! (laughs) This private vendetta of yours could easily compromise Her Majesty's government. You're going after Sanchez, aren't you? Are you crazy? Licensed to kill, a vengeful James Bond goes rogue to infiltrate and take down the organization of a drug lord who has murdered his friend's new wife and left him near death. This movie, okay, just immediately, this movie, it opens with Bond being the best man at a wedding. Okay, cool, okay, but of course, he is flirting with and kissing with the bride who's he's not married he who's married he's the best man of <laughs> so stop it no that's not okay that's not okay <laughs> uh, anyway oh the I mean, Bond's always doing stuff like that, but I mean, come on, dude! You're you're the best man at the wedding, and you're you're doing uh not, no no man. It is interesting though. During this wedding, they mention they they reference uh, Bond being married in the past, which is uh you know which which happened several Bonds ago at this point. But it's interesting because as I was saying with the last movie, you know, it's kind of unclear. You know, some stuff seems to be moving forward, some stuff seems to be kind of resetting and changing a little bit both the bond and money penny and stuff uh but this they're referencing back so it's the same bond referencing back the same bond that had a wife that died in an earlier movie and so it's like oh interesting so it is the same bond it's not a reboot but there's just some things about it that were kind of reset or rebooted okay okay interesting. Uh, you got a young, uh, Benicio del Toro, by the way, in this movie, which is interesting. He's just like a random thug guy. He, he's not like a big major character or anything, but just seeing Benicio del Toro in there is like, Oh, Hey, I like him. He's good. Uh, but I mean, in this movie he was, he was fine. He's just some random guy, but it, it is fun to kind of see him in here. It seems like the, uh, the personal stakes in this movie are higher this time around than than normally in these movies it's cuz bond's friends are dying in here and he's like he's willing to to leave his role in her majesty's secret service to get the job done like he he's willing to go to some more extreme lengths to get the job Done lengths that he may not be willing to go for in some of these movies, you know. Uh, and I think the villain here is pretty good, you know. The actor uh, Robert Davey, uh does a, a good job at playing this kind of crime lord, drug lord kind of character, you know. I, I think he does a good job, and he's a he's a good villain, and he's a good foil to Bond in this movie. And because of just the, the subject material of this movie, it is darker and it's more serious it's a more even more serious than the last movie it's a more serious and darker James Bond and honestly i'm i'm down for that you know i like that and that makes me excited to, to down the road when they're going to be in the Daniel Craig James Bond movies here. Uh, I'm excited to see those, because from what I understand, that's what those movies are. There is some gruesome deaths in here. It was almost like a Friday the 13th movie at certain points. Uh, I mean, maybe not that extreme, but they're kind of like making a show out of some of these deaths, which is weird and really just kind of unnecessary for a Bond movie. It, it doesn't really need to be like that. Uh, it's, yeah, it, honestly, just, just kind of weird, unnecessary, ultimately. Uh, this movie, it does drag a little bit in the middle. Uh, I think there's just, there's too much time with Bond, like, trying and failing to get the bad guy, kind of rinse and repeat. It happens several times, and it's like, all right, you know, it, it needs to move along a little bit. So there is, like, a section in the middle where it, it's slows down and I get less interested but but it all comes together in the end for me I do like that he's trying to get hired on to go undercover in the bad guys operation and kind of seeing him uh work in that I think is fun and interesting it's it's something that he does in the movies but he doesn't do enough or I guess he doesn't do in this way as much where he's he's actually like he's being undercover he's trying to get hired on and all this kind of stuff he's actually trying to kind of get in there in a, in a different way than normal, you know, uh, which is interesting, it's, that's interesting to see, uh, and I think they do a good job in this one at integrating the Bond theme song throughout the soundtrack of the movie, I mean, they always do that in the movies, I think this one does a particularly, uh, good job at bringing that song up at certain points during climactic moments and such. Um, Just a fantastic theme song, man. One of the best. One of the best theme songs of all time, man. The Bond theme song, so good. So this is Timothy Dalton's last movie. He only has two Bond movies. And and overall, I think Timothy Dalton is a, a pretty good action star. But, I mean, he's not the best as James Bond. You know, I think as an action star, I enjoyed him in the role and stuff, but he really could... There could be a better, more suave kind of actor that could be James Bond better than Timothy Dalton, I think. Uh, Overall, though... I liked this one. I think it it stands out for me because it's it's kind of a, a more personal journey for Bond than most of these other movies, you know, and, and that got me invested more in the story. That said, it, you know, it, it does drag and I, I kind of got tired of it after a while. So overall, pretty good, pretty enjoyable, but maybe overlong. When the world is the target. 72 hours ago, a secret weapon system was detonated over seven night. And the threat is real. GoldenEye exists. A radiation surge that destroys everything with an electronic circuit. You can still depend on one man. I want you to find GoldenEye. Three. Find who took it. Two. And stop it. One. GoldenEye years after a friend and fellow 00 agent is killed on a joint mission. A Russian crime syndicate steals a secret space-based weapons program known as GoldenEye and James Bond has to stop them from using it and guess who's on their team? Oh my goodness, you never seen him coming back. Now this is a <laughs> this is a uh, 007 movie here that I've mostly heard about because of the video game. Uh, I've, I've heard people, I, I've never played the video game by the way but I've heard people talk about this this game as if this is one of like the great games of their childhood and stuff which is interesting I I know I've like I've heard people talk about the video game more than I've heard people talk about this movie which seems a little weird to me that said I was kind of interested like like, I was kind of anticipating this one just because of all the people talking about the game if that makes any sense uh the shift between this movie and the last movie is shocking the, it, it is insane, the shift. This movie, this movie comes out in 1995. License to Kill came out in 1989, and that movie felt like it was behind the times. Goldeneye feels like it's ahead of the times, man. It came out in 1995, and it feels like it came out in the late 90s to early 2000s. 2000s. Everything about this movie is modernized as compared to, to the, the previous movies, from the cinematography, to the choreography, just everything, the fighting, just everything in this movie is modernized, it looks and feels like an early 2000s movies, uh, movie, and like, like I thought, this, I thought this change would be more gradual, like, I, I thought it would just be movie after movie, it slowly becomes this, and there was some progression there, but, oh my goodness, the The step from the last movie to this movie is so significant. i I was shocked. You know, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, the new James Bond. I really like him, I think he is a very fun Bond, definitely back with that James Bond charm, you know, if that was missing in those last couple movies, that suave charm of James Bond, that is back in droves in this movie, he is very, very fun, this movie, it's definitely a step towards the lighthearted, you know, the one-liners are back like crazy, and they're fun, honestly, like, I, this movie, it doesn't take itself too seriously, and it kind of, it works for it, it just makes it like this fun popcorn adventure, you know, and it, it is a lot of fun. Now, something weird about this Bond is that he likes to be, like, subservient to women which is, was never a Bond thing, that, that's kind of, it seems weird to me, it strikes me as weird, but that is something that kind of comes up throughout the movie a little bit, and, and throughout all of Pierce Brosnan's movies, that's just a thing with his character of Bond, um, just a little weird, a little weird, I, yeah, okay, uh, <laughs> we do have a female M now, interesting, Judy Dench, uh, boss and Bond around too, uh, it, it's kind of weird, to have a female M and it's also Judy Dench Banner, uh, she's very, has very much a different dynamic with Bond than the, the previous M's, but she's good in the movie and, and, and I enjoy her character. Uh, both M and Moneypenny through, in this movie, bring up Bond being misogynistic and, and doing things that would be considered workplace harassment, uh, which is, Interesting, because, you know, Bond just kind of laughs it off, and we're kind of left as the audience to to do the same, but but it's interesting because he is definitely he definitely does things that would be considered workplace harassment and would not be okay today and arguably weren't okay back then but okay um <laughs> Q back in, in the same actor uh, just as fun man this guy he has got to be the longest running 007 character right like he, he has to be he, he's rusted th- through several bonds now right he's lasted through a few bonds anyway and, and like how, dude that that is really impressive man he's got to be the longest running Bond character, pretty cool, um, and, and if such a fun character, always a fun character to see whenever he pops up in these movies. Femke Jenkins is in here as one of the Bond girls here, the, the main Bond girl here, one of the worst, probably the worst Bond girl yet, totally, she is so annoying, she, she's a woman who's, like, constantly moaning and groaning while murdering people, and it's just like, what, what, what is this, what, she she was horrible, (laughs) I hated her, okay, um, and not hated her, in like, oh, I love to hate this villain, I just, every time she was on screen, I'm like, if you could just not be here, which is like, I don't hate the actress, because, you know, she was, uh, Jean Grey in the X-Men movies, you know, she's been in some stuff, and, and, so it's like, I don't like, dislike the actress, but man, this, this character was awful, uh, Sean Bean in here as 006, okay, so, we've seen some of the other double O's and stuff. Has there ever been one that's been just straight up a, a major character in the movie? Because he is a major character in this movie, and he is good. He's the he's the agent that's on Bond's side and then, you know, turns out to be the bad guy that is uh, coming in to, to steal the stuff in the movie. And he's really good. Like, I like Sean Bean. I think he's a really good actor, and he brings... A great dynamic to this movie, and uh, and I think his connection with Bond is something that really makes for both a good villain and a compelling character overall. Like I think he's a yeah he he's a great villain. He's a really good character here overall. Man, maybe this is just like my modern day movie sensibilities coming through, or maybe this is just a really good Bond movie. But this is easily one of my favorite Bond movies so far. Stations. Aye, aye, sir. Sound the general alarm. The Chinese pilot insists we're inside their territorial waters and he will fire. An act of violence. Torpedo, torpedo, torpedo. It was an unprovoked attack on a ship in international waters. The promise of war. And instead of decisive action, all you want to do is My goal is to prevent World War III, Admiral. Now, the world has only one chance for peace. When will our ships be in position? 48 hours. And just one man for the job. Bond. <laughs> James Bond. Tomorrow never dies. James Bond sets out to stop a media mogul's plan to induce war between China and the UK in order to obtain exclusive global media coverage. Another thing that makes these last couple movies feel newer is that I suddenly recognize a lot more of the actors in this that are that are popping up in these movies I mean from James Bond himself you know Pierce Brosnan to to Judi Dench as M to Michelle Yoa as the the Bond girl in this one who's uh, she's in a lot of stuff but she's in uh, Shang-Chi recently and she's pretty good in here Jonathan Price the villain here, seemingly from every movie ever, this dude's everywhere, Uh, he's the villain in this movie, and I like this actor, and I think he did a pretty good job for what he had in here, but he is just not as interesting of a villain as Sean Bean (laughs) in the last movie, he's just, he doesn't have as much to work with, I like the concept of this villain, Better than the execution. I think that... Uh it's interesting having the villain be this propaganda maker, basically, you know, which is interesting, and thematically, kind of this movie is about uh, the media airing propaganda and using it to control the population and and start wars and stuff, right? That's that's kind of what this movie is about, and it's like, that's extremely relevant nowadays, because that definitely happens all over the place, both in movies, in the news programs, and in all kinds of stuff, there is propaganda everywhere, you know, so it's like, yeah, this this is extremely relevant to today, and I think that could make for a really interesting villain. Uh, ultimately, I just think they don't do a lot with him, a lot interesting with him. You know, this movie. I mean, this movie is just not as exciting as as Goldeneye. You know, it's it's. It is decently entertaining, it's decently fun, but it's just that that last one set the bar so much higher. You know, it's like Goldfinger. Uh, when I watched that, that's uh, what two or three movies in, and I was like, dude, that one is really good. And I expected, like, okay, these other movies are gonna follow in this, like, and be that good, right? Yeah, and no, they weren't. They kind of went back and forth and up and down, but Goldfinger is still up near the top. To me, uh, Goldeneye is the same way. Goldeneye set this new high bar that's like really good, and I'm going, okay, going into this next one, is it going to be on that level? And ultimately, no, it's not. We're, we're still dipping up and down here, and now we're on a, a little bit lower. Uh So, you know, the action in here, it, it's uh, it's still, you know, some of the more modern-day kind of action, but it's, it's not as good this time around as in Goldeneye. I think Goldeneye just had more solid action. Uh, I mean, sometimes the way it seems like Bond... One some of his his engagements is because just the enemies have stormtrooper aim, you know, and they're shooting and hitting a million shots on everything except for Bond and the Bond Girl and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and honestly, that can be okay to a certain extent. You got you got to have that so you have some of the excitement of the they're shooting guns at him, but they're the, you can't just kill off him, you know. So it's like you got to have that to a certain extent. But once you go overboard, it just, it really ruins the intensity of the movie. And unfortunately, I think this, this movie crosses that line where it's just, it's just goofy, you know, uh, overall this movie, it's, it's, it's decent enough. It's, it's pretty fun, but it is a letdown compared to the last movie. As the countdown begins to the 21st century, it's good to know there is still one number you can always count on. Bond. Bond. Can't you just say hello like a normal person? The world is not enough. James Bond uncovers a nuclear plot while protecting an oil heiress from her former kidnapper, an international terrorist who can't feel pain. Oh my. Uh, so... (laughs) <laughs> By the way, this is the this is the Bond movie for Pierce Brosnan that has his uh, skiing action sequence. So, very cool. There we go. Uh, <laughs> check him off the list. Alright, we only got one more Bond here to do the skiing action sequence. This better happen. <laughs> so, the villain in this. I, I mentioned him in the plot synopsis there. He, he was shot in the head earlier on and then they couldn't remove the bullet from his skull. So, like, the bullet is still in his skull. Sc- you know, head, but, and, and, like, it messes up his ability to feel anything, and eventually it's gonna kill him, but right now he's, he's soldiering on and gonna go do his villainy. This is a really interesting aspect to this character, I think, like, this, I guess this could have been a really interesting aspect. They, they touch on it a little bit in some scenes, there's a scene or two where they mess with that a little bit, but I really think they could have done more, they could have gone further with this concept, than they did, but once again with this villain, uh, like with the previous villain, I think the concept is more interesting than the execution, and ultimately this this is a interesting idea for a villain but ultimately it's 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 fine it's all right some fun action sequences in here there's a uh, a helicopter that has saw blades that like come down and it's it's chopping i think what is the excuse is that it's supposed to trim the trees or something it it looks completely impractical for like any real world use but it makes for a fun action sequence of a helicopter with giant saw blades flying around trying to cut bond in half and stuff it's absolutely ridiculous, but it is very fun. That is a very fun action sequence. <laughs> there is a little uh, twist with the Bond girl this time that I think is is actually pretty cool, pretty interesting. Normally, the the trajectory of the Bond girl's story arc is basically the same in every movie. I mean, you get a little differences here and there, but this one, it, it kind of starts off on that arc, but it goes in a different direction that... Honestly, I thought it was kind of interesting. Like, I, I didn't think they were actually going to go there, and then they went there at the end of the movie, and I'm like, oh, no, well, okay, that's that's kind of cool that they went in this different direction, you know? Uh, I mean, these movies, okay, these movies, they're still as sexist as ever. Uh, all the movies so far has been, and I, I kind of I mention it here and there. I try not to harp on it too much uh, because it's, it's just kind of a given with these movies to a certain extent. Uh, but I guess it stuck out to me more... In this movie than in some of the previous ones, just, I don't know, I guess every woman in this movie is just a sex obstacle for Bond to either overcome or or conquer or manipulate in this movie. He seduces a, a doctor to manipulate her into giving him the diagnosis he wants like what that is not okay that is terrible what uh okay but then of course it's all played for like you know winks and nods and yeah but cool um you know and, and it's just it's just not okay right it's i guess the more important th- aspect of this is this is not representative of the kind of hero that we should be looking up to right the like we, we shouldn't be looking up to James Bond as this hero kind of character that he is when he's doing this kind of stuff, you know? He makes it look cool and fun and and like a okay thing to do. And even though, you know, like Money Penny and them called him out earlier and stuff. And even in this movie, there's a character that that he that this character calls Bond out on his crap, but then the character turns out to be a bad guy and that argument is just like nullified and so it's just like, eh. and and so it's just I don't know, man. It, it's it, he's a, he's a fun character and stuff to watch but but just continually with these movies it's like yeah this is this is not a character to aspire to at all pretty much and eh, yeah yeah it, I don't know maybe it's just cuz this movie's more mediocre this movie's just more okay that I was just like you know okay uh you know maybe uh i had less to to really sink my teeth into and to really focus on and and really like in this movie so i was just focusing on some of those negative aspects but ultimately yeah it, it, for me this this movie it, it's okay this is an okay bond movie it's not as good as either of the the previous two bond movies this these, these ones are on a downward trajectory for me. Uh, will the final one, Die Another Day, uh, the final Pierce Brosnan Bond movie, uh, change that trajectory or not? Well, let's find out. Your freedom came at too high a price. The mission was compromised. The same person who set me up then has just set me up again. So I'm going after him. Die another day. James Bond is sent to investigate the connection between a North Korean terrorist and a diamond mogul who is funding the development of an international space weapon. The opening sequence to this movie is really fun. The, the You know, with Bond, so many of the movies, they, they'll open with this little self-contained somewhat action sequence where it's like he's either wrapping up some mission or, or maybe it'll kickstart into the, the main mission of the movie or something. That one in this movie is so much fun. You got hovercrafts flying over minefields, fun action sequences, and a brief villain that's like, he's only around during this section, but a, a, a really... Good, interesting villain for as short of a time as he is on this screen, and you got some good old-fashioned secret agenting, James Bondy kind of stuff going on in there. That the, the opening sequence to this movie is very fun, and it is the best part of this movie for sure. Uh, <laughs> which is, it's, it's probably not great to have your movie peak right at the beginning, but this is definitely uh, my favorite part of the movie. Now the intro song to this movie I think is, is pretty interesting this time around. Uh, I, I don't talk about the intro songs to these movies very often because so often they are just uh, you know, women in not very much or no clothes dancing around and uh, you know, they do some different cool kind of artistic stuff going on but with the, the basis of it being that uh, it, it makes it where, you know I have a hard time enjoying that kind of thing because there's there's too much of the crap going on you know, so this one stands out as different to me because the the intro song is Bond was just captured, he's he's captured And he's being tortured. And so the intro song is the dancing girls representing different ways that Bond is being tortured, and so you have one of the, the girls that's like a water girl dancing around as he's getting drowned, you know, but his head shoved underwater, getting asked questions and stuff, and there's one time where he's getting burned, and there's like a lava girl dancing around. That's kind of cool. Kind of a neat, different thing to have during the intro. Kind of cool. Now, I don't know <laughs> how this works, but of course, Bond comes out of all this torture looking as snazzy as ever, you know, even though he he's been tortured for seemingly a decent period of time uh, but but he pulls off the good looks even through all that since like <laughs> cuz it's like he's getting tortured and it's like oh man you're seeing bond at like a lowliest kind of points right but it's like no he's still he's got that hairstyle and stuff don't worry it's like okay okay, okay. um <laughs> now they teased it in the last movie uh but they do got a new q here uh which is kind of a bummer because q such a great, fun character previously, and, and again like one of the longest run characters in this movies. Uh, uh, new Q, decent, decent, interesting new guy here, but uh, but I'm yeah, not, not as good as the last one though. I, I do enjoy him enough, I guess, but yeah, I I just kind of missed the old Q. Uh, the Bond girls this time around, I've actually, uh, heard of the two main Bond girls, I already know them, uh, which doesn't happen a whole lot in these movies, uh, Holly Berry and Rosamund Pike, both of whom are actually interesting characters in their own right, beyond them just being the girls for Bond to sleep with, you know, uh, of course, uh, they're that too, you know, but I think these are some of the best Bond girls, they, they actually have stuff to do, they actually have missions, uh, Rosamund Pike, uh, being a, a another agent that is, uh, kind of working with James Bond, and trying not to uh, fall into his uh, charms, I guess. Um, <laughs> but both of these uh, both of these characters pretty pretty good characters. The the villain here the the villain is just uh, he's some Michael Jackson looking dude with a diamond stuck in his face, and he's. Uh, it's, he's not interesting at all. I just don't care. Uh, there's some other villains in here too that are also just kind of, I, I just, I don't really care about the villains in this movie. They're not, they're just not interesting at all. Uh, the, the bad guys do have a space laser, which is kind of interesting, I guess. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's just, it's, it's the uh, goofy over the top villainy kind of stuff that happens in some of these movies. And it's just a not very interesting version of it. Um, there's some fun action in here for sure, uh, but man, they're they're pushing some of this stuff. There's there's some really bad CGI during some of the action sequences, and, and like like with him surfing at one point, just looks ridiculous. Just looks cartoonish, man. It's it's yeah, it, it doesn't look good. Um, but there is definitely some some better action sequences than that in this movie. Uh, at one point, uh, Bond is training in what is basically the Danger Room from the X Men. That's kind of cool. That's kinda <laughs> and and that's something that I don't think has ever appeared before. So like, where did this come from? Why who, is this a new thing? Uh, I don't know. It's 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 kind of cool. It's it's fun that they're bringing in some of these different kind of elements. But uh, but they're re immediately after this movie so it's it's not gonna uh, it's not gonna play in anymore in the future here uh, so okay this is the final Pierce Brosnan movie and I, as I said with this first one he is a very fun bond he is uh, he's got the suave personality he's he's got that charm he is a great classic kind of bond actor and, and he really does a good job in this role. He, he's he's definitely one of my favorite bonds so far. He's he's near the top of that list. Overall, this one this one's decent. This one's not bad. It's it's a step up above the the last couple I'd say, but it's it's a uh, it's it's a fine enough send-off for Pierce Brosnan, but it's it's not like it's it's hitting on the level of Goldeneye, you know. It's not like it's it's not hitting on all cylinders like after I saw Goldeneye, I was I was really hoping these next movies would, uh, but overall, uh, uh, Die Another Day, pretty decent movie, pretty fun movie, and, uh, and overall, yeah, I, I enjoyed Pierce Brosnan's run here. What did you think of Pierce Brosnan's Bond movies? What did you think of Timothy Dalton's Bond movies? Shoot me an email, helixreviewspodcast at gmail.com, and you can let me know. I'm looking forward to to the Daniel Craig movies. I mean, that, that's really the reason I started watching these movies. The Daniel Craig movies is the, the reason I, I, like, I wanted to get to those ones. And I thought, oh, maybe some of these other ones will be good. Maybe some of these other ones will be fun, too. But that was really the reason that I was, like, going into these movies and watching this, because I, I wanted to see the Daniel Craig ones. And, uh, and yeah. So, we'll see them in the next episode. That's it for now. This is David, Helix Reviews, signing out. Bye-bye, guys.